Naughty boys in nasty schools, headmasters breaking all the rules, having fun and playing fools, smashing up the woodwork tools. Oh, a nice little ditty. That's madness. Wouldn't be so harsh on yourself. I often sing out loud. No, I mean, it's the song by Madness. Oh. Although they do say that talking to yourself is the first sign. Ah, but that's not true. In fact, research suggests the exact opposite. What is the last sign of sanity? Clever, but no, it's healthy. Essential, in fact. Some psychologists even argue... It provides a comforting echo chamber to massage the mind. No, they argue... It offers more stimulating conversation than you or these other monsters. Cruel, and no, they argue... It would make a better podcast than this one. Obviously not. If you let me finish, they argue... Wow, they really are argumentative, aren't they? Typical academics. For God's sake, if I have to repeat myself one more time. That's a good point, yeah. Now you mention it, don't psychologists actually argue madness is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. That wasn't even a psychologist! That was Albert Einstein. Unless it was misattributed, of course, which is highly likely given that he... Equals MC squared. Yeah, 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 we all know the DJ. DJ? That's the theory of relativity! We'll theorise this. That right there, that's why this isn't going to work. You're a Cody, computery, wannabe fiddler, some sort of STEM... Sal, who enjoys playing with all the other atomic organisms, and I'm a narcissistic creative who enjoys my own company and playing with myself. And your anatomic organism? By myself. By. I meant by. You know what I meant. But that does it. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to the monster prom with you. I didn't even ask. But you were going to. I just saved you the humiliation. I don't know. I feel pretty humiliated having this conversation in front of the whole playground. (laughs) Do you remember those good old days of the pod when we got along? Before you went off hanging out at Top Tree with that floozy from Forbidden West. Don't disrespect Aloy. Before you'd beaten Hades and escaped Elysium. Like, multiple times now. Before I had to beg you to play Elden Ring. You don't have to beg. I already said I'd never do another From Software game. Stop banging on about it. Can we just reset? Can we just start over? You've been reading Dr. Hakim's Book of Love again. Worldwide bestseller and an expert on love. What? No. Is it working? I mean, we had some good times, for sure. Actually, it reminds me of that song. Oh, what fun we had. But did it really turn out bad? All I learned at school was how to then not break the rules. Oh, what fun we had. But at the time, it seemed so bad. Trying different ways to, to make, make a, a difference, difference through these games. I'm Ben. And I'm Teo. And this is... Pixel Vision. Pixel Vision. Pixel Vision. Pixel Vision. Pixel Vision. Pixel Vision. Brown, 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 brown. There we go, that'll do. <laughs> I gotta have more cowbell. I gotta have more cowbell. Okay. Let's get straight into it, but... Quick reminder for mm-hmm. everyone, you and our audience. What do I need to be reminded of? This is what you promised at the end of the last episode, Teo. Oh, I see. It'll be short, it'll be sweet, and we'll have some funny stories to tell from it. Yeah. So I'd quickly like to check if you stand by that as we go into this new episode about Monster Prom. I mean, perhaps the stories aren't as funny. As I thought they'd be. More funny peculiar than funny ha-ha, is that what you... Well, I don't know. Well, we'll see. But uh, it's definitely short, right? <laughs> it's definitely short, yeah. I think that's the only part of that phrase that you said that would work, though. It'll be short, true. 
sweet and funny stories to tell. Not convinced. Mm. Do you think we should have a warning label, by the way, for this? Because uh, there is lots of talk about being horny, about oral sex and orgies and dick pics. Mm. And maybe the warning label should have been before I said all of those words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. We can put a warning on it for sexually explicit content, if you want. But it's not really sexually explicit. It's not. It's totally anodyne. That was kind of in tongue-in-cheek. Oh, right. No euphemism there, guys. Mm. <laughs> there, there really isn't a euphemism there. Well, they do pick up on some topics, which I'm going to mention in the pod. Oh, I'm excited to hear those. Which I'd say you wouldn't want your kids listening to it. I wouldn't want my kids listening to it, anyway. Listening to it or playing it? Or both? Our pod and their game? <laughs> At a certain age, I think it would be fine. But it's definitely like 13 plus. It's funny though, because I'd say like, as because it, it's kind of, I mean, you'll obviously get into your term a lot, but it's kind of a visual novel in it. Like it's, it's sort of a dating sim, but it's also sort of like a story that is woven together through their dialogue. Hmm. And if it were a visual novel where like one is a sort of history of medieval coinage and 10 is Pornhub, It'd probably fall around the four, wouldn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's not super saucy or raunchy. Definitely not in like the pictures, but the the things that they reference can be, can't they? Maybe I'm just got really low low tolerance for this kind of stuff. Maybe my my mm. vision is clouded of it because of how I played the game and who I played the game with. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Oh, you've already got an advantage <laughs> over me. Okay, so Monster Prom is a multiplayer, well, can be a multiplayer game. It's like one player, two player, I think even four player, right? Four player, yeah. It's couch, essentially, isn't it? Couch co-op, yeah. Yeah, and so Teo, presumably with his partner, has been getting up to no good with a controller, whereas I've been here by myself, like in the intro, Aww. just holding my own controller. It will be a different experience. I'll be interested to hear what changes as a result of that hmm yeah it felt like it needed that because the single player experience i mean i saw how long you played it for on steam like you can rattle through a game in like 40 minutes can't you yeah easily yeah definitely definitely oh and way way less than 40 minutes i think like the game tells you it's a short game is 30 and a long game is 60 but the reality is like a short game is about 15 tops especially once you skip the intro and the credits and stuff and then the long game is probably about 25. Mm. And you're not even having to wait for voice acting or anything. You're just doing all the reading yourself. No, you're not waiting for voice acting. <laughs> Indeed, you are hearing sounds like... Your favourite your favorite little feature. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Sounds to represent people's personalities. Oh! <laughs> just before we do the tale monologue, though, while we're on the dating sim sort of thing... I was chatting to a mate of mine, um, a listener, in fact, of the pod, and he said he didn't know whether there were any kinds of dating sims other than the pervy oh. kind. And I didn't know either because I hadn't played any, really. And having played this, I'm still not sure if there are. Like, does this count as as a pervy dating sim? Like, it's definitely a little bit voyeuristic, so that's mm. sort of the premise, isn't it? Yeah. It's kind of like the romance dialogue trees of an RPG, but without any of the rest of the substance. You can't kid yourself that you're playing another game with this one, basically. I had no idea you were so into this. This vid FTL jumped me into puberty. And who doesn't love a good cross-species romance? I want you to see behind this mask. I want you to see who I truly am. I already have. And maybe 
like this format works better as spice in another game rather than a whole game in its own right. That was kind of my feeling overall. Yeah, that's interesting, actually. I think I'd probably agree with you because I think if it was th- if it was woven into a much better and more enjoyable game and more substantial game with lots of other things that were holding it together and keeping me intrigued and interested... I'd probably be entertained or at least moderately entertained. Mm. But when this is all there is, suffice to say, I am not <laughs> entertained. But uh, let's hear the tale monologue. Yeah, so we've been playing Monster Prom, which, as we said, is a dating simulator. You start off at five weeks or, well, a number of weeks before graduation at your Monster Prom. So you choose like one of four characters. There's loads of DLC, mods, new games that come out. But in the base version that we played, you choose one of like four avatars, who is a monster, like you can be a zombie or a flame woman or whatever. Um, And then you're vying for the love of one of the six who are apparently most popular monsters at the university. Slash college, because it's not really university, is it? No. They're way younger than that. I mean, isn't it called Spooky High? Oh, yeah. It's American high school. It's just a high school, yeah. Why did I say university? I'm not sure. You're just thinking of Monsters University, I think. Is that a film? (laughs) Ready position, come and crouch. I want to see matted fur and yellow teeth. Basic snarl. (laughs) Tell me some slobber. (laughs) Drool is a tool, kids. Use it. Now here is a monster who looks like a scare. Which I mean isn't that isn't that much of a stretch by way of comparison, to be honest. <laughs> like actually, that's much more enjoyable than this, but it's not a stretch, it's a fair okay, comparison. Yeah, so sorry, forget scratch the university angle. It's a high school. Definitely a high school. Mike Wazowski! <laughs> And then, yeah, through a series of dialogue options, you start off doing initially what's quite a fun personality quiz to find out who you might like. And then over the like the morning, afternoon and night of the few weeks leading up to the prom, you get a chance of a load of interactions with the popular people from the school. And then at the end of the game, you ask the one you want to go to the prom with you and they either accept or deny your request. Mm-hmm. Did you have many successes? Many conquests that ended in a night of good debauchery? Yeah, a few. I had a few, but it it was quite hard, I thought, because you've got some stats as well, like six stats, like bold, charming, smart, money, like just some normal kind of stats. Um, And it's kind of clear from a gamer's perspective that it's going to be some combination of the dialogue options going well. Every dialogue choice pretty much is a 50-50 chance, like right or wrong. And those stats, which you can get up by going to different places in the high school during the week, like the gym or the auditorium. But it's obviously unclear, like, which character wants which stats. But that's really breaking it down into, like, it's the cold underbelly of the numbers and forgetting about the source of the story on top. Yeah, although I do think the cold underbelly of the numbers, as you (laughs) refer to it, is in some ways both an interesting part of the game but also a frustrating part of the game because it gives you these numbers and initially you get you kind of roll, it's almost like a dice roll I guess, what your initial Mm. stats are, but the way you do it is with this, I think they call it the stupidest pop quiz ever Mm. from their PhD in bullshit or whatever Uh, it's that sort of sassy teen humour, vernacular, yeah exactly and you answer a load of questions like kind of a personality quiz I guess, and each answer which is varying degrees of outrageous and outlandish 
gives you stats and it flashes up when you choose the answer like a character's face like which character in the game that answer more aligned with mm. so it sort of primes you in those opening answers like oh these are probably the people that you're going to have to go after the game kind of shapes that as well because even though there are six characters obviously if you're leading in for instance charm or bold or whatever um, or fun then it's more likely to give you interactions with Polly mm. after each sort of choice because she's that kind of character mm -hmm. in the same way as if you choose someone who's like if your answers to that quiz are about making money and profiteering then it'll probably give you Vera mm. and in a way that feels gameable because you, you think okay well yeah I'm going after I already chose some profit answers so I'll go after Vera it's telling me to go after Vera I'll choose all my interactions where possible to be with Vera and see if I can get her to the prom in reality when it comes to choosing your answers there is no indication or very little indication which of those answers <laughs> mm. is right. It's like Vera's like, oh, what are you going to do? Um, this crazy scenario. I can't be bothered to think up one on the spot. But she gives you a scenario and you're like, mm, maybe I'll make money by doing this. Or maybe I'll make money by doing this. And she's like, oh, that's the wrong one. I wanted you to choose the other one. And you're like, well, it's a 50-50 fucking guess. You could have been interested in either of those answers. Mm. There's no way for you as the gamer to know which one the game wants you to choose. And as a result, it, it feels like randomness a lot of the time. Mm. Interesting, interesting. So I thought the same thing initially, but I, I thought it was a really good thing because I was like, huh, I don't actually know which of these answers is the right one. And that made it really, that made it fun because it was like, oh, I've got to like, I don't know. I just like the fact that I could get it wrong made it exciting but i think the more you play the more it's kind of obvious especially when you're given it between two people because each of the six characters has their almost like anime personality so like vera is like tsundere and the other one the werewolf one is like scott is it scott yeah is like the stupid werewolf jock and damien is like the nerdy pretentious vampire yeah i mean unbelievably two-dimensional yeah yeah their characters are, are really like yeah, like you say, two-dimensional. But so when you've got a choice between two of them and you want to impress one or the other, it's really, the, the answer's really obvious. Like, oh, Damien's going to like the woke answer, whereas Vera's going to like the answer, which makes her money. So at that point, it's obvious. But like you say, a little bit less obvious when it's a choice of two um, answers that you could help out one person with. Yeah, exactly. But also then w when you're actually in the high school, not university... You've got like a choice of different sections. So you can go outdoors, which is the fun section. Like basically, initially you don't know which, like what stat is improved by visiting which area. Although you can make an educated guess, like the library, probably smarts. But some of them are a bit weird. Like you go to the gym and it improves your charm every time. Or you go outdoors uh, and it improves your fun. <laughs> the bathroom improves your boldness. Like they have kind of... I don't know whether there's even much of a link. Like, it doesn't seem to have much basis. Like, why would going to the bathroom improve your boldness? I guess it's because the premise of you visiting it is that you're, like, you're, you're flunking off. off. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. Is that bold or cowardly? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. The game doesn't have that much nuance, unfortunately. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And, like, then it gives you these stats as well that you can't spend, and it tries to be all meta about. So it's like, oh, you gain zero shits or something, or, uh, or plus ten righteousness. And then it has some little pithy comment about how like a better game would allow you to spend these stats but unfortunately you're playing this one sort of thing mm. which i don't know i didn't really appreciate that yeah well it's it's quite um yeah i mean it's not super inspiring is it like click on a place get plus one stat <laughs> like <laughs> but the flavor is really the different stories which happen every run so how many runs did you do in the end 
just give me an idea of how many you saw. Oh, God, no. It's probably about, like, not very many, I wouldn't say, to be candid. Probably, like, nine or ten tops. Wow, that's that's quite a lot. That's definitely more than me. Like, I did six runs, I think. <laughs> Good effort, <laughs> We already said they last about 15 to 25 minutes each. So you played the game for about three hours in total. Yeah, probably five hours it was. I mean, actually, in fairness, in fairness, that's an effort. Like, I've got to say, after I finished my first couple of runs, I was like... To be honest, I don't think I can be asked to play anymore. I get the gist of it. It's not my cup of tea at mm. all. And I don't see that there's any justification to continue playing. Mm. But I felt I had to for the pod, so I did many more runs. I felt I had to for the pod, so I did many more runs. Well, the reason which... Uh, some of them would have taken me longer because I was playing them with my very own vampire girlfriend. Luckily enough, I already have someone to go to the monster prom with. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> Terrible. But go on. Is she called Mona, by the way? She's not called Mona, no. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. It was fun because we were on holiday in Spain, so it was good that I was able to play it at the same time. I thought she might be interested in the game and it was couch co-op, so I thought it was a good opportunity. Was she interested in the game? Just a, a female third party perspective, quickly? Uh, yeah, she, she enjoyed it. I think she had the same sort of criticisms that we're going to level at it in this pod. That it was shit, for instance. <laughs> but what she was really good at is choosing the right answer. The first time we played a two-player game, I think she got like a 100% success rate on those answers so it's definitely possible to figure out the right answer on the choices i think just i wasn't very good at it right and she had way more success in getting people to like her than i did on the game which i thought was interesting as well let's talk about that for a second then because in terms of like the shape of the game it has in a short game i think it's i can't actually remember how many days it is but it's like six or something isn't it six sort of periods of interactions and mm. then an outcome and in a longer game it's it's doubled but those interactions are meant to be kind of like unique and I, the game tells you at the end that you've, you've experienced like five of 500 potential interactions or whatever but then you get to the end and either you get your date or you don't and then the credits roll it's like totally anticlimactic. Like it definitely doesn't feel like, yes, I'm, you know when you like beat a boss in a game and you've worked to get there and finally you get it and you're like, yes, I got it. And it feels so satisfying. Getting your date in this is like, yeah, you got your date. Cool. You had a great night. Mm -hmm. Do you want to play again? Yeah. <laughs> there's a few different like flavors, like secret endings you can get depending on how you get your date because there's items you can buy in the game which trigger special storylines. Like, for instance, you can buy just a corpse and then the next time you go into an interaction, it's like a special piece of dialogue to do with the corpse. Like, all the popular people like stood in front of you and they're like, oh, why are you carrying a corpse around? Like, that's so weird, blah, blah, blah. And then you can choose to sort of wear it on your head. And then they're like, wow, that's so bold. Mm, what a great fashion accessory. And then <laughs> Yeah, or you can put your branded uh, like shirt logo and rip off the logo and put it on the corpse. Like, isn't mm. it a fashionable accessory? And they're like, oh my God, that's so lame. You're the lamest person in the world. Guess which one I did. You did the lame one. Thanks, Theo. <laughs> yes, I did. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I did the other one. Yeah, because I thought wearing a fucking corpse on my head did not seem like a way to win over a group of four popular kids. <laughs> 
Um, another example of this would be like, there's like this Dragon Hearts comic. I think it's called Dragon Hearts. Dragon Heat. That's it. And you get like a secret copy of it and everyone wants to look at it. And then you pretend to be like the fan fiction writer of it. That was quite an entertaining storyline, I thought. I didn't do that one. I did do one about a, you can buy a sheet with torn holes for eyes from the shop. And then you can wear your sheet around and look like a ghost. Yeah, yeah, the sheet's another one. Yeah, but that really backfired. It was quite expensive, but everyone just mocked me for wearing a sheet like I was a total loser. It was the story of my life, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, fucking hell. I'm glad I am wearing a sheet with all this sort of vitriol coming my way. We talked about some of the items and the things like that, but we didn't get in any actual, like, plots. Yeah, it's because they're not really plots, are they? They're just, like, bizarre occurrences. But they do connect within one playthrough, don't they? Like, I don't know, like, Miranda will be trying to get Scott elected as the student president or, I don't know, something like that. And, like, each of the interactions will build on that. To some extent. I wouldn't say it's that solid. Maybe they're not interesting enough to need to mention. Also, if that is the only novelty of the game, (laughs) is to discover those, then maybe we don't want to share many of them. Because, like, if anyone was going to dabble, and, you know, after listening to this, I think they might, (laughs) um, then... (laughs) We might ruin it. Yeah. Anyway, the the point is that there are these like these default storylines of which there apparently are like thousands, right? Like at the end, it gives you the breakdown and it's like, hmm, however many of like 1,000 stories unlocked. And like we both will have just seen a handful of them. So if you're into the game, you could see how it would give you variety over and over again. <sighs> in some ways. Can you see that? I definitely can't see that. In fact, one of the things I was going to comment on is like, I'm absolutely baffled in how not only this game kind of got anywhere and it was a Kickstarter success Mm. as well. So like the whole game was funded originally on Kickstarter. And then since then they've like put out an expansion to it called Second Term. Then a year later they released Monster Prom 2 and that's got three different iterations. Mm. I'm like, Jesus Christ, how are they just doing so many spin-offs on this formula? And it is popular because they the second one, I think, they also did as a Kickstarter. And it raised like more than half a mil from wow. like nine thousand from nine thousand backers in like a month or something like that. Yeah. It's like what <laughs> Today is the day. Classes are finally over. But what comes next for these wacky monsters? Not a new game, but three in one. Yeah, that is crazy. And yeah, it's like overwhelmingly uh, positive reviews on Steam, but not that many reviews on Steam, like kind of like hundreds rather than thousands. Yeah, and I, actually I wanted to comment on this as well, because last episode, basically I wanted to clarify, I felt little little fact check. Here's a fact check. Fact check. At the end of last episode, we were like, oh yeah, critical acclaim, so it should be good. After playing it, I was like, did it really get critical acclaim? Because I feel like it wouldn't have. And so I went to Metacritic and it's got like 11 or 12 reviews from critics. And they are very mixed. And they're all from obscure places, kind of like us. Right. (laughs) Yeah, they're not exactly glowing. So I think that the impression of that comes from Google reviews, which give it like 97%, and Steam, which gives it like an overwhelmingly positive or something. Mm. It's interesting, because yeah, like you say, like the stories anyway, I never experienced the same story in the game twice. The little plots which weave up to the prop. But Did you not? No. Oh, I, I definitely did. Um, like, if you take the corpse or the sheet or the, the Dragon Heat book, then yeah, you're like, you're going to trigger that um, thing. But I just never took one of those items more than once. Yeah, in your six playthroughs. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you can unlock more items as you play. But the thing which is repetitive is the little bits of text that happen when you go into each of the areas. Like, say, you go to the bathroom and you flunk off class. Like, that little starter text is really repetitive. Yeah, like, whenever you go to the gym, it's like, that day, a game of dodgeball was being played. Yeah, exactly. You can literally go to the gym every single day and it says the exact same bit of text to mm. start off. And then what happens next is the bit that's different. Like, you wink at the opponent, opposing mm. team and they're like, wow, what a charmer. Or you give an inspirational speech and they're like, wow, what a charmer. Yeah. E- either way, you just they just think, wow, what a charmer. Yeah. <laughs> Some way to get your charmer. <laughs> Clear eyes. Fort. Can't lose. Clear eyes. Full hearts. Can't lose. Let's hear it, gentlemen. Clear eyes, full hearts. Let's go play some football. Let's go, baby. I think there's basically like three bits intro text for each of the places you can go, which when you add it up is is quite a lot, but that gets old really, really quickly. Mm. So although I was often interested in, or maybe not interested is, is even too far, like mildly amused in the stories between the characters each time and where they'd go. Yeah, it felt like they could have at least doubled those intro texts that would have made a big difference. Yeah. Given you're clicking these locations so often. Yeah. And when you finish the game, it like gives you, it says like you've unlocked six new pictures for the gallery or something. Mm. These are like kind of cheap unlockables. But I think the actual number of of possible events is like 422 or something like that. Mm. Like it's a, it's a lot and I saw nine of them. Yeah. And like the possibility that you would see 422, I don't know how lonely and depraved you would have to be to play this game that many times, to be honest. Do you know what, actually, while we're on this, it reminded me, because this game on on many levels is actually really basic. Like mm. for me, the funnest thing was, it still wasn't kind of my cup of tea, but it was fun, was the music, like which is actually quite varied yeah. and upbeat and like quirky. The rest of the game is it's static drawings, really, mm. with those kind of noises we, we referenced already, and then just text along the bottom. It's like super straightforward, you know? Yeah. Like if we were going to play guess the number of developers, it wouldn't be a very high number, is what I'm getting at. No, very, and, very few developers, but maybe quite a few writers, but even then, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, actually, I did want to play guess the number of developers, and I went to their website, and it looks like there's pictures of them, and sorry, this is probably, I don't want to be offensive, but it looks like, like Europol's most wanted. they're like they just i don't know what criteria they use to select the pictures of their of their devs but they should probably rethink it wow like mugshots. but anyway what i was gonna say is the level of gameplay is a little bit reminded me of that do you remember that website weebles stuff from like the 90s where it was a flash website afraid I don't what yeah it had like um, badger, badger, oh. badger, badger, mushroom, mushroom, yeah I remember oh yeah thing. I do I do remember it yeah yeah Yeah, and it had had a load of other games. Oh, I mean, that wasn't a game; that was just a little video. But it actually had some games on it as well at the time. It felt like, like a super game. Super basic for yeah. Somehow, <laughs> yeah, the hours of enjoyment that we got from it. <laughs> but those flash games that you play in browser, it reminded me of that. 
I don't think that's too harsh. It easily could be a browser playable game, don't you reckon? Yeah. There's like not many components to it. Yeah, because, I mean, text isn't taking up too much, like, memory or anything, is it? So, yeah, for sure it could be a browser game. Yeah. But also, I don't think it would be that hard to write. It's weird how there's a lot of acclaim for its writing, and again, a lot of acclaim just being people saying it's good. Mm. Because even, actually, one of the quotes I did draw out was on Polygon. (laughs) They said... Uh, how genuinely funny Monster Prom is, considering almost every line in the game is a punchline. It's an achievement that the humour never felt laboured or forced. Mm. Now, I totally disagree with that quote in every regard, and I thought it never felt humorous either, which was more of an achievement, given that every line is a punchline, <laughs> or meant to be. It's weird, though, because I never... I didn't feel like it was badly written. Like, I felt like a lot of love had been put into the writing. What? It felt like they were just putting any old shit down. Uh, Come on, one of the options to respond was like... uh, I can't remember exactly what the question was now, but the answer was just unhinge your jaw and release bees, which I chose, and it was the right answer. Like, what? (laughs) Boom, boom. There was loads of stuff like that. As an example of, like, a bit of salacious dialogue in the game, they say something about... uh, Ghosts and ghouls alike slip out of skirts and skinny jeans. Mummies unravel their bandages. My favourite part was when we literally fucked the police. That was their description of a night out. Hmm. There's loads of shit like that. I got told I'm such an anti-perv, it's almost cute, but in a totally unappealing way. Which I was quite flattered by in a way. (laughs) I mean, definitely sometimes it made me cringe, but other times, I don't know, I thought it was just like, amusing me and my girlfriend like we weren't laughing out loud at it at all (laughs) right which presumably i think is is what it's going for especially with the couch co-op like they want you to be laughing at each other's romances together right i I don't i didn't laugh out loud at all and i don't think i smiled much either Mm. i'm not sure like it's not wit that it's going for so if it's not going for laugh out loud humor like what is the nature of this humor this enigmatic humor that it's Mm. after yeah, I mean, like, slightly irreverent, I suppose. If it's touching on topics which you're, like, afraid of touching on yourself, then maybe you're, like, ooh, like, a little bit shocked. But, again, maybe that's my, like, low tolerance, right? Like, well, for instance, here you go, then. Here's an example of that. There's one plotline which revolves around hentai. Right. I can't remember exactly what they say, but some of it I thought, like, oh, yeah, like, that is actually kind of gross to, to think about that. And I've never looked at hentai. And then my girlfriend was like, would you want to see some? Right. Interesting. And then, and then, and then I, got, I got shown it. This actually sounds like one of the scenes from the game, by the way. <laughs> and then I was... So then, uh, I don't know, I was like, oh, so gross. But then, like, having that in my mind, like, if that's what it's referencing, like, that is kind of disgusting, right? And, like, a bit shocking. Like, I think if you were a teenager playing it, maybe... Maybe I've got low tolerance to the stuff from teenagers, to be fair. No, maybe you're right, actually. Like, they, when they talk about, like, big orgies and whatever else, and doing, like, there's a lot of talk about doing drugs and, mm. like, getting fucked up and blah, blah, blah. And I think maybe you're right. Like, maybe if you were in high school, if your age group is sort of 14, 15, and these things are all sort of, you know, exciting and naughty, yeah. then you would be a little bit like, ooh, 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 ooh. It does reference, like, sordid shit. And if you're not numb to that sordid shit, it would be quite exciting to, like, have characters talk about that stuff as part of their normal dialogue. Maybe, maybe not. They're like, I'm just fulfilling my granddad credentials then. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm far too old to be shocked by those things. Yeah. 
Yeah. But anyway, because I think you're right, because it, it wasn't making me laugh out loud, but like there was times where I thought it was like a, a little bit shocking and and, and kind of like funny in its sort of bluntness or maybe in its randomness. I don't know. Right. I wondered if, and I was trying to think of a generous interpretation, mm. and I wondered if it could be that basically it's trying to be a satire of dating sims. But the, the reason I don't get the joke is because I haven't played enough dating sims to know what it's taking the mick out of. Mm. So instead, I'm just like, wait, this isn't uh, this isn't a satire. This just isn't funny. But if you were familiar with them, you'd be like, oh, God, yeah. It's like loads of knowing nods and winks to the genre. Well, I guess, uh, well, yeah, because we've both said that this is the first dating sim that we've played. I can imagine that a lot of them are a lot worse written than this. So maybe <laughs> this is just like good for the genre rather than like good full stop. And if you like the genre, then this is like a breath of fresh air that they're actually like saying different stuff every time, have a modicum of charisma. But that is interesting though, because I would have thought that the appeal of the genre is that like these are interactions that you're not really having in real life, right? Like mm. a dating sim. It's the idea that like, I need a simulator because in real life, I'm not having these exciting sort of school playground interactions with, wait, hang on, let me rephrase this. Uh, I'm not having these uh, adult in a bar interactions with other people of my own age. Mm. Um, and so therefore I'm playing a dating sim, right? Um I would imagine that's kind of the appeal of it because then you do have these interesting little interactions that are a bit titillating. But with a game like this, because they're immediately translocating that to monsters, right? It's not mm. grounded in the real world. Suddenly you're more in the territory of like King Kong yeah. or like The Shape of Water or something like that, where it's where it essentially as you, the human player, trying to date a monster. And so I don't know if that's to make... They've done that as the devs to make it kind of less creepy and more fun but because it doesn't feel relatable you also don't really get the prurient kick out of it that i imagine is intended yeah but so this is where it maybe gets a little bit weird is that because it's a, it's a car <laughs> this is where i guess because it's a it's a cartoon game right and they're referencing things like hentai which is essentially cartoon porn but then there's also i'm glad you said that because i'll be honest I, I wasn't sure if that's the stuff you get on surfboards or not hentai is cartoon porn yeah it? it's like anime porn like, you know, like, there's, like, anime, like, has, like, a huge sexual element. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I just thought it was anime. Y yeah, so it's anime porn. All right, okay. <laughs> Why don't they just call it anime porn? Why has it got its own little... I don't know. <laughs> Question for the hentai creators. Then. Well, it's pretty... Let's bring them onto the pod and we can talk about it. <laughs> I think that would be a, that'd be pretty harsh on anime, wouldn't it? Well, maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, but there's also this whole, like, subsection of that, which is sort of, like, inhuman hentai i can't remember exactly what it's called now but bestiality is what it's called there's no unauthorized breeding in jurassic park uh, <laughs> and how do you know they can't breed well because all the animals in jurassic park are female oh. we've engineered them that way not bestiality though because that's like the animal kingdom whereas this is the monster kingdom right you know, like, you can imagine, like, cartoon... Oh, I've heard of this. It's like tentacles and shit. E exactly, yeah. Um, well, yeah, it is tentacles and shit. It's a pretty, pretty good way of summing it up, to be honest. <laughs> and so I kind of thought, as a, maybe like a, a darker take on this game, like, it's almost like a gateway into that sort of way of thinking. Mr. F. Like, if you're, if you're genuinely, like, finding these monsters titillating, then... The next step of that 
is something like inhuman hentai, right? That's where it's encouraging you to go from this game. Maybe. Right. Is this the same sort of ballpark as like furries? What's that? I'm not sure I've just heard it really. <laughs> I've just heard it in the context of like animals. I think yeah, I'm gonna humiliate myself now, but I'm gonna go out on a limb anyway. I think a furry is like someone who's into like dressing up as an animal, um, but in like a fetish fetish kind of way, as a king, basically. Mm. I don't know. I could be wrong about that. Now I feel like obliged to look it up in case I really am like. I don't know. I feel like this is uh, I, again could be wrong, and people get <laughs> but just just gonna narrate the look on Ben's face is like one of those YouTube videos <laughs> where you're watching <laughs> someone's reaction to something really disgusting, <laughs> like two girls one cup react vids. Uh, well, this is from WebMD, right? Furries are people who have an interest in anthropomorphic animals or animals with human qualities. Mm. Many furries create their own animal character, known as a fursona, which functions as their avatar within furry communities. And the gist of it is they love furry sex. Mm. You're stretching the boundaries, aren't you, between Mm. normal, like normal, shouldn't really say normal, like typical. Very conservative. <laughs> Typical sexual activity. Oh, right, this pod is now. <laughs> and bestiality. But, well, I mean, it, it is interesting because it's one of those things which you immediately just, like, write off as perverted, don't you? But sounds like it, there can be some genuine, like, fun with it as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean... It's like basically going to Comic-Con and then having a massive orgy out back, isn't it? <laughs> well, perhaps, perhaps. But, I know, anyway, maybe we should have done more research with this pod. But, like, the... <sighs> It's never a good idea to research. I don't know. I was I was looking at, at some of the stuff and it seemed like the kind of thing which you'd only really interact with it on your computer. Like, nobody's literally growing themselves cartoon tentacles. And do you know what I mean? You, can, mm. you can't really dress up as a cartoon. Can you? Well, I mean, there's loads of people who do with cosplay, right? There's cosplay, yeah. And I'm pretty sure that has spawned a whole like wing of of fetishes online yeah I'm sure like as well. cosplay porn is definitely a thing it's probably got a name like hentai that makes it separate from cosplay but I don't know what that name is yeah and like I've, and, and I've been told about um, Overwatch porn as well with like characters from the game Overwatch you know that yeah yeah well I mean it falls into the same category doesn't it I imagine like basically any game that has a vaguely or like conceivably sexualized character can then just be turned into isn't this a rule was it rule like 34 that if it exists there's porn of it on the internet mm. yeah sounds like it's a rule <laughs> <laughs> it might be the wrong rule maybe it's rule 33 i, I haven't got the list but mm. i think it's 34 either way like this game is explicit in it so it's not like a game like overwatch where ostensibly it's just a shooter and people have just been like i think the character from that is hot i want to see them having sex like this is the point of the game isn't it yeah although it doesn't deliver on that point like in at no point do you get any kind of imagery that suggests even when it says like oh yeah you get down and dirty or you do some crazy sex move or whatever like the animation or there isn't really an animation but the graphic 
doesn't depict that at all. I don't think I recall any depiction of anything remotely sexualized. Just kind of people in school uniform or monsters in school uniforms looking quizzical. Yeah, each of them have different outfits and some of them are more revealing than others. Maybe get a bit of cleavage or like some what? leg. What? I don't remember any revealing outfits and cleavage. Yeah, definitely, definitely you do. Oh, man, I'm going to replay. Like the werewolf has got like giant abs. <laughs> and you can see his like hairy chest bursting out of his, his shirt. That kind of thing. Ah, uh, yeah, I'd say the images are definitely sexualized. But it really tame. Really tame, of course. <laughs> but I actually think the imagery of the graphical figures in... Paradise Killer were more exotic and, mm. and sort of exciting and interesting than this. Yeah, it's true. Uh, actually, this, it, there's a moment in this game when it goes, let's do this, where I was really reminded of Paradise Killer. Paradise Killer. Mm. But that game was so much better than this game. Jeez Louise. Yeah, and the figures in that were 2D as well, weren't they? So they were just cardboard cutouts, essentially. Uh, the the figures were, but mm. the characters weren't. Yeah, it's true. Whereas the figures and the characters in this are 2D. Anyway, on, on this, because um, I did want to say <laughs> there's a couple of things that made me think is, did you ever go to a prom, Taya? I'm sure everyone's dying to know. Or, oh. or some sort of equivalent, because we're in the UK and we don't really get proms, do we? Or if we do, that's like a modern thing, because I didn't. Yeah, I, I actually did go to my high school prom. God knows why I went, because I didn't go the rest of the time. <laughs> but the, uh, but yeah, we went to the uh, the Metropole in London, Dudwells. Oof. And High end. It was pretty dry. Um, but there was no kind of like, who are you taking to the prom vibe? Oh, if there was. Oh, uh, you weren't like paired up and stuff. No, nah, if there was that, then it went straight over my head. I, I just remember hanging out with my friends there. Yeah. I, I think the closest I had was when I finished college and went to, I think they might have called it a prom, but I'm not sure. I think it's just like a party. But really, it was just a posh dinner with our teachers. It was kind of like lame. And I was specky and acneed and arrived in a limo, in a tawdry limo feeling probably like i was like the you know peak glam but in reality was more like i was about to arrive at a strip club in vegas do you know what i mean you got a limo but just for yourself or no not i wasn't just me there was like a a load of us i see i see i see i wasn't going by myself (laughs) like that (laughs) jesus christ i mean i don't think i was paired up but there was a group of us like there was a, a handful of boys and girls in the limo Nothing exciting went on, I regret to say. But mm. So what are you saying? Maybe this game has more cultural significance to American people than it does to us poor Brits. Yeah, I, I am saying that, actually. I do think that, like, again, in a way that it's quite hard to relate to, like the whole premise of a high school prom. I mean, I guess we had, like, leaving balls. Did we have leaving balls? I don't really remember the end of high school. I just remember that we had a leaving book where people would write vaguely offensive things to each other, along with stupidly heartfelt things that they would immediately forget, mm-hmm. along with the people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. Well, it didn't even feel significant at the time for me, but maybe it did to other people. Yeah, I mean, when I think of a problem, I tend to just think of in Back to the Future, where Michael J. Fox goes back in time and tears it up with the electric guitar. All right. Alright, this is, uh, this is an oldie, but, uh, well, it's an oldie where I come from. Alright guys, uh, listen, this is the blues riff and B. Watch me for the changes and try and keep up, okay? (laughs) 
other than that, nothing for me. Nothing. Mm. Well, we can talk a little bit about what it, the differences between um, what it's like to play single player. Because I think it must have been a little bit of a grind because you've got, well, basically no one to bounce off. Like you're just bouncing off yourself. Yeah, I wasn't bouncing anywhere. I was and you weren't, yeah. <laughs> very statically spamming the A button to quickly get through the dialogue, which I was reading far faster than it was giving me. So at least with the couch co-op version, we could talk a little bit about answers, like which one was the right one, which one was the wrong one. It's exactly like the single player version, as in you get your character gets their chance to interact with a few of the other people in the high school at each point. But you also get the chance to essentially fuck over each other's chances with the person that you're going for. So there'll be like an added on time slot out in the town where you meet the person who the other player is romancing and they ask you something about you as the player and then you get a choice whether to like say they're like the person that they think they are or not well so you can basically they'll say oh yeah i really like this person are they as cool as i think they are and you get the chance to say no they're an absolute square yeah but again the choice isn't like uh always obvious so at one point i fucked over my girlfriend's chances with the person that she was romancing and actually that was just annoying for everyone involved like I felt bad because I'd just like ruined her game <laughs> by mistake. And then she was deflated because from that moment onwards, she kind of knew she didn't have a chance. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Cause I think you almost have to get like a hundred percent success. Yeah. Like I think you're probably allowed like one failure, but beyond that, it seemed that I remember I had one go with Vera. I think it was when I was playing through and I, I thought I'd managed to align basically every single one of my choices with the things that she wanted. And like, she seemed in all of their interactions, like she liked pretty much all of them. We were going on dates. We we're doing like the pit, we we're having a picnic. We were going to the stock market. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then when I asked her to the prom, she said no and called me a loser. And I was like, what? Wow. I've, I swear down. We just had every, you know, we had a joyous relationship. What, what's gone wrong? But she didn't like it for some reason. You really felt betrayed. Yeah. I felt shortchanged by the woman obsessed with profit. <laughs> These arms cry every night for you. These arms they long to hold you, hold you again. The, the um, I think Vera must be the hardest person to romance, and it became a little bit of a a thing um, between me and my girlfriend that like we would get Vera and actually I stopped playing at one point I thought we were stopping and I started making dinner and my girlfriend was like oh just have one more go and she just like clicked single player and she was like like racing through it because she really wanted Vera to say yes but in the last run through that we played we, we decided to play a four player game just to see what it was like so each of us played two characters and at that point we felt pretty experienced with the game and we both got 100% success on like both of our characters well both of your characters are on four of them i thought you were playing four on four of them yeah so like every oh so on both of them each mm, on so each character the, the monster that they asked at the end said yes including vera uh, it's like playing uh chess with 30 people isn't it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so at that point that was the last one i played at that point i kind of thought hmm i've got this game now <laughs> you're like i am the master of the prom yeah um so aside from playing it for the story there wasn't as much excitement or mystery to the game at that point the other thing the multiplayer does is gives you the chance to change turns with like a really simple party game so between each week it'll say everybody think of a film star and you all think of a film star and then it says 
the person who goes first is the the film star it'd be weirdest to have sex with or like something like that. And do you actually think of the porn of the porn star of the film star rather, or is it giving you film stars to think of? No, no, you're thinking of it. So as a group, so it's just a little a, like a really simple party game for you to play as a group. Well, in real in real life, in real life, for you to play as a group to decide who goes next. Uh, okay, so it's more like a, at that point, it's more like a tabletop game. Yeah, yeah, just like a party game, like Baron Boulder Dash or something, uh, which we thought was a good idea, but. It was a little bit laboured. Like we were just bored of answering those questions after a while, even though they were really varied. Like we had the same one, like once.、Mm. Maybe funner with four people. Maybe funner if you're 13 years old. Which really brings, unfortunately, brings it to the point where I think you were right. Episodes and episodes and episodes ago, where you said the audience that are giving this <laughs> game overwhelmingly positive reviews. Are 13-year-old girls, and I think probably 13-year-old boys as well. But ultimately, I think 13-year-olds. 13-year-olds. <laughs> It's funny because, like, as a child, when I would have been sort of 13, I guess the closest to this that I'd have had would have been watching Blind Date with Cilla Black. What's your name and where'd you come from, love? Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, of course. I used to watch Blind Date as well. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I think I would have found that quite titillating、mm. at the time, probably. Yeah. So what that the it,、uh, the equivalent titillation of our generation was Blind Date. <laughs> <laughs> Already a pensioner by that stage.、Mm. <laughs> oh my word! If that's the conclusion, I don't think you were getting titillated at Cilla Black herself, were you? <laughs> I'd like to think I wasn't. No, yeah, I think it was more about like, I don't know, Josephine, a buxom blonde from all the way from Lancashire or whatever.、Mm. Do you know what I mean? Where did they film it? They, all of the cast seemed to be all the way from, didn't they? Do you know what I mean? All the way from Bridgend.、Oh, they love you. They love you. They do. Aren't they gorgeous? Number one, what's your name and where do you come from? Okay, well, I'm done with this. Yeah, yeah, I think it's good. We said it would be short, sweet, and、uh, what was the other thing I said? We have lots of interesting stories to tell. Funny stories, you said. Funny stories to tell. Well, hopefully, at the very least, this podcast was short, sweet, and a kind of a funny breakdown of the game. Yeah, and suitably licentious.、Mm, yeah. And I felt like we were getting into this territory as well with Cyberpunk 2077. Not our fault. That's just the games that we're playing.、We've、got to talk about the games that are there. Well, I mean, it is our fault because we're choosing the games. But I mean, maybe it does speak to the kind of games that are being produced、mm. to some extent. But having said that, I don't think we're going to have a problem with this with our next game. Then <laughs> no, I don't think so. Unless Joan of Arc is going to pull an incredibly erotic stunt that I'm not expecting.、Uh, yeah, we are playing Teo, Age of Empires Four. Yeah. <laughs> Pixel vision, pixel vision, pixel vision. <laughs> this is one of those times this needs to be on video. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Dancing around. <laughs>